What are the top five Marvel movies of all time? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, top fives. We're trying that out uh, this week. I am your host, DJ Woldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. And today, we have a very special guest. Say hi to the kids at home. Hi, kids at home. (laughs) This is my first time being on your show, DJ. I'm very excited to be here. You were on episode 300. Uh, oh, that's right. And, uh, and, that's but this right. is your first official uh, time guessing, which is insane. It, truly insane. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, a mistake on my part, let's be honest. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I totally get it. Um, so for the for those that uh, this is impossible to conceive, but they may not be familiar, who are you? Where can they find you? What are you up to? Oh, well, my name is Augustine Rios. Uh, I am one of the three from Heroes Reforged. Uh, Used to be hyperheroes, used to be superhero news, used to be film pundits. We've been all over the place. Uh, Been in in the comic book nerd circle for a while, and uh, now we're here. And, you know, now the guys and I have, I feel like we've hit our stride and we're, you know, we're we're good to go at this point um but yeah i'm excited to be here excited to be here with you guys and uh looking forward to talking about this very important topic yes uh, crucial in the world (laughs) today nothing more important going on in the world it's absolutely essential essential oh my goodness could you imagine if we lived in a world where this was the most important thing i what what a dream um absolutely uh, not controversial on the either because my stuff is completely biased so yeah yeah yeah. so uh i think where you and i first met was all the way back in the hyper heroes days yeah Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. trying to remember what we talked about i want to say it was like something like do like it doom patrol the show had just been announced that it was going to be a thing or something like that oh i think you're right i think you're right yeah that was a long time ago yes <laughs> lifetimes one might say yeah that was a very long time ago oh my goodness well so glad to have you here today roxy thank you, thank you. how are you doing how are things on your end so swell have all my rights oh wait no uh, <laughs> i'm doing great and i love talking about this kind of thing because like you guys alluded to doesn't matter so we can take it out and then go live our beautiful lives yeah. yes 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 absolutely is ready it to, ready to share is this like a good like escapism thing is that what we're accomplishing today is that what this means i do I think, think so, so. I think so. I think it's a, a topic that uh, people can argue about and discuss to their little hearts ends and not be upset at the end of the day. You I, know, like, let's argue and have oh. a good, lighthearted conversation. I think you're underestimating the internet. <laughs> I know. People get I know. very upset about this kind of thing. But I, I will preface all of my stuff with saying that uh, if the wind blew a little differently, I on any given day, my list would look different. Mm-hmm. Well, Mm-hmm. I'll elaborate momentarily. Momentarily. Mm-hmm. So for those that mm-hmm. don't know, uh, yeah, I, to your point, Roxy, I always love when I'm listening to a podcast like, whoa, isn't it crazy that these people kill over stuff over like religion and stuff like that? It's like, well, have you heard people talk about Star Wars? It's kind of, <laughs> it's just something about human. I don't know what it is in our thing, right. but like this minutiae right. shot really bothers me. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, Absolutely. whatever. Um, but what we're talking about today, Roxy, you recommended um, this topic is uh, top five MCU movies. So the rules that were laid out, and these were the only rules, is it had to be five. Uh, it had to be mm-hmm. um, MCU movies. So no OG Spider-Man 2002, X-Men movies, Blade, any of that stuff. Um, and uh, Sony, Sony's like Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, No Way Home, No Way Home and, and Far From Home all count because they're part of the MCU. But like no Venom. Um, and that was oh no Disney Plus shows that was those them mm-hmm. were the and rules no those right, were right, the rules right. um mm-hmm. and so uh, and we each have our our top five lists for those that we're gonna go around in a circle for those that have have followed me on other podcasts as I visited yes I did steal the format from Geek History Lesson yes I am <laughs> trying something that they're doing and seeing yeah. if it works for us um 
But uh, before we get into any of that, some business up top, I know you love it. Of course, you can give us a five-star review over on iTunes, please, and thank you. Also, if uh, uh, you want more of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. We have Patreon-exclusive shows like Spider-Versity. Sal and I are in the Spider-Man Animated Series. We just recorded our episodes for uh, the Black Costume Saga, which is very exciting. We finished out season one. Um, uh, also, if you listen to this on Spotify, you can answer a question every week. Last week's question was, who is your favorite queer couple in comics? Stephanie Raposo uh, said Harley and Ivy. Solid choice. Elaine Baltazar said Superman, John Kent, and Jay Nakamura. Um, uh, Augustine, do you have mm-hmm. a, a favorite off the top of your head? I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have a favorite queer Man. couple in comics? the the harley quinn and ivy is actually really good um favorite queer couple in comics one of mine that we didn't Mm. mention in the episode is i'm actually kind of a big fan of the apollo and midnighter couple because i like Mm. it when uh Mm -hmm. superman and batman Mm -hmm. are friends and this just takes it to the next level where they're in a relationship and it's a weirdly considering the time that that Wildstorm and I think they're from Stormwatch like came out like the edgy like mm-hmm. edge lord gen x type thing they're yeah. actually surprisingly like a very stable couple like they communicate right, right. they like they're yes. on the same page yes 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 um I'm actually still going to go with Ivy and Harley only because I feel like uh Harley is is a character that has been so tortured in the past by that damn joker that yeah. she deserves to be happy with somebody mm-hmm and if it's Ivy, it's, it's Ivy. And I love the way they're so playful with the couple. And like they always look like they're enjoying themselves no matter what shenanigans are up to. I think it's great. I think it's lovely to yeah. see. So that's my choice. I love it. I think it's a great choice. It's also a great yeah. example of how like something may have... Because like, if you watch the original Batman the animated series, they weren't trying to make a statement with Harley and Ivy. It's just no. they were horny cartoonists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right. And exactly. so this is an opportunity where like you, uh, other creators can come in and take that and like make something out of it you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like present it properly and yeah, health yeah, yeah, in a healthy yeah. way yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. get it yeah, i get it um and of course i would be remiss if i didn't mention the fact that i have a kickstarter going on over at hellbentcomicbook.com please get your ass over if you haven't already to hellbentcomicbook.com back this comic as of this recording we are just so close to our next stretch goal and it's driving me nuts because we're so close and i just want to get there i just want that peace of mind that we've made it and that we maybe we can uh, fit in our third stretch goal before the end of the campaign uh the response has been really great and uh for those that have been in a cave this whole time um it's the comic is called hellbent it's a supernatural thriller in the vein of comics like something is killing the children or sandman or preacher it's got kind of that irreverence kind of that big those big cosmic ideas um a lot of action uh, a lot of a lot of feels a lot of uh, cool character stuff so if you're interested in any of that please go to hellbentcomicbook.com also right now if you're watching live which is something you can do on patreon if you're a patron there are special patron exclusive rewards so if you're a patreon on patreon.com slash only stupid answers and you back the kickstarter you're going to get extra stuff that that's exclusive to you so please get on over there and also thank you for being a patron um so before we get into the top five lists, I wanted to go through, I asked the Discord some of their top five lists. Now, without revealing necessarily your all's top five lists, uh, Roxy, we'll start with you. What are some, just off the top of your head, you, th- you think would end up on other people's top fives? The- you know what's so interesting about you asking it that way, DJ, is I'm sitting here racking my brain right now to think, okay, Roxy, you've been doing a show with DJ for five years now. What are DJ's top fives? Mm. I'm going through my head because I know a couple specific ones that yeah. are on other people's lists that certainly are not on your list, DJ. Uh, what what could those be? <laughs> you're very, very vocal, my friend. You're I know. And, and what's um, embarrassing is I try, I, sometimes I try like, DJ, you got to rein it in and I just can't keep it to myself. <laughs> but I do think in general, um, the majority of people's top five would be some of the big ones. Yeah. And by the big ones, of course, I mean Endgame and Infinity War. Oh, I mean, nailed any, it. Right off the, the top. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got you. I mean, any kind of like bigger team up ones, um, anything that is not like phase one standalone. Although I think that usually on people's top five lists, they have one or two from the, the, 
the good old days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I would have to think that uh, some of the more humorous ones would be up there for people, but it, what you call humorous is definitely up to you. So yes. I'll be interested to see what makes the top five, but that would be, mm-hmm. those would be some of my thoughts on like what the, what the masses think. So, so here, here we got, uh, Roxy nailed it. We, here's, we've got from uh boiler huff. We've got, um, uh, going from top, from bottom to top. We got Ragnarok, winter soldier, Avengers one, infinity war and Endgame. Um, from Clementine, we've got Black Panther, Avengers 1, Spider-Man No Way Home, Civil War, Endgame. Uh, from Danny, uh, Civil War, Infinity War, Iron Man, Endgame, Winter Soldier. Um, Glenn Caesar switching up a little bit. Civil War, Black Panther, I guess just with the top. Civil War, Black Panther, No Way Home, Endgame. And Shang-Chi is number one. Um, and then Leonard Kim, No Way Home, Shang-Chi, Eternals. Um, Infinity War Endgame, which I I support, I, but I'm just surprised to see it. I'm just, I support Eternals, but I'm surprised to see it on somebody's top five because of just general yeah. fan reaction to that film. So I I felt the need. I, I want to go through all the movies we've got. These are the movies we're talking about. This is the mm-hmm. movie. This is the list of movies we are choosing five of. Obviously, starting with Iron Man, we got Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, Thor. Captain America, The First Adventure, The Avengers, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy, uh, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Phase 3 is when things really heat up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Homecoming, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Endgame, Far From Home. And just since then, Endgame, Endgame to me feels like a, it came out a year ago. Uh, um, yeah, you're right. And since then, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six movies come out. Uh, we got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, and Love and Thunder, which we all have seen, but we will not talk about here because we're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. And so that is uh, 29 movies. 29 and we can only pick five years we, we gotta can only pick, pick five we can only pick five Man. okay okay now at this point normally we would jump to news and shocker we do have ezra miller news and uh <laughs> roxy and i again we had a text exchange the day before and i was like no news yet and literally it's like the ether heard me and it was mm-hmm. like well, but what about this but Considering it's so bad, dude. yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. And I think bad. the thing is, I think the thing is, Ezra, the Ezra Miller news touches on so many different things that our conversations always balloon around it, and I'm not entirely sure we have the space for it. So, if for some reason at the end of the episode we have some extra time, we'll dive into it. For people that watch the after show, listen to the after show, Rox and I will definitely touch on it there because, and I almost because it's not necessarily new; it's new information on old news, but. Mm-hmm. It does. The one thing I really wanted to talk to Roxy about uh, about it about whatever. Uh, my, I don't know what my brain is doing right now. The reason I wanted to talk about it with Roxy specifically is it answers some questions that have been lingering and Roxy has expressed set for years or a year, yes. uh, whatever. But yes. the whole the, the choking incident, we finally get some clarity on. Twenty DJ, we are in twenty twenty two. That is years. That is mm-hmm. years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, finally, this has been a mystery. Roxy has been poking at since then, and we finally and get- everybody said to me, <laughs> "Let it go. It doesn't mean anything." Why do you care about this? It's so weird that you're hung up on them choking a girl to the yeah. ground. Why would you care about that? For years, yes. the internet has said that to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks. And Thanks, uh, bros. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And yep. we are going to dive into it. But I don't know. I don't know how long. We've all got five top five lists. Uh, so I don't know how long this is going to take. So we're going to go to an ad break. And when we come back, we're going to start with our top fives. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, we're back. We've got a top five list. And uh, Roxy, we're going to start with you. What We're going we're gonna to go from bottom to top. Okay. And we're going to go, I think the term is round robin, where we each do one and we're going to go to a circle. We'll start with Roxy, then we'll do Augustine, and then we'll do me. Okay, so I can't preface this enough. Uh, in, in the 10 years longer than that, that I have been on air, and all of those I've talked about Marvel movies, my list has changed every single do- time I've gone live to do a show. Yes. So while I ranked my top five many times previously – when you rewatch films and as you grow up, you f- feel differently. Yeah. Something connects to you more. Mm-hmm. Or as you get more information about this beast that is Marvel, something makes more sense or less sense or just doesn't hold up the same way yep. or for some reason holds up better. So I say that to say if if y'all are out there and feel like clipping me out saying that this is but she liked this one yep. better before. Is she lying? No, certainly was not lying. Opinions change. Yeah, opinions change. People change. To your point, Roxy, like I, I always liked Toy Story 4, but then during the pandemic, my best friend moved away. And so now Toy Story 4 levels me. Like Toy Story 4 like lays me out. Yep. <laughs> it happens all the time. Or mm-hmm. like I never liked Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And then everybody convinced me that I needed to watch it multiple times in order to like it. And now I like it less. Yeah, yep, so yep, yep. that's on you guys at home. <laughs> You it's like that. when a song that's fine gets stuck yeah. in your head, and then it's like, well, now I hate this. Now, before it was like completely innocuous, but now it's been in my head for a day, and mm-hmm. it's the worst song ever. <laughs> yep. uh, I also need to preface this with the fact that, DJ Buckle Up, you are going to absolutely despise my entire list. Oh, cool. Um, and that, that makes is it fun. why we are co-hosts. There's a couple on here that you like. Okay. Mostly not for you. Okay. At my number five spot, which used to be higher yeah. is Captain America Civil War. You're I, right. I hate it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's great. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're doing okay so far. I really like Civil War. I think that he, while it's a Captain America movie, it's really not. Mm-hmm. And I think that for the entire debate of are you team Iron Man or team Captain America, this was such an, a necessary movie to do. I have always been... Uh, team tony Mm -hmm. so this was a really fun one for me and i think you also are dealing with some very as far as superhero movies go real issues about how you would deal with something and what is the right way to and what is the maybe less right way to uh or possibly wrong way so civil war definitely takes my number five spot also our first introduction of chadwick uh bozeman as mm-hmm. black panther tom holland as spider-man Spidey, yeah. yeah yeah it's interesting when i was looking at the list the ones that stood out to me and, and of course i had to parse it down to five but there was like the ones that stood out to me are the ones that had a strong uh you typically a strong directorial voice that somehow like got through the mcu noise but on the other hand the the culmination movie the ones that that the things that I think the MCU does better than pretty much anybody else is the culmination of all these characters coming together and Civil War definitely it's weird because technically it should be Age of Ultron of that phase but it is Civil War like Civil War is the culmination of that phase right one thousand percent and also nothing for nothing I really like the Russo brothers so they're good they're yeah. good boys they're good yeah. bo- we'll see with the the how the Gray Man is because I know um I saw that um extraction which i don't know that was directed by one of the russos but it was written by one of them with chris hemsworth and that was not good <laughs> Ooh, i didn't see it I oh seen it either it's fine both of you are fine it's you're fine you're fine <laughs> um uh, augustine you're up yeah 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 yeah, yeah. What you okay got? well number five once again uh, uh my number five choice i think is going to be uh on nobody's list uh okay. because this character, I feel like, has been done so dirty in the MCU. In the comics, he is amazing. He has his stories. 
and we need to bring that into the limelight. So my number one is the Incredible Hulk. I'm I sorry, not, my number five. My number, number five, five is the Incredible Hulk. Uh, and I love it because it brings it brings in this character. It changes it from Ang Lee's Hulk, right? The Ang yeah. Lee Hulk was a little confused, a little too green, like just a a little Hold bit on. too much of a of a, of a departure from the Hulk that we know and love. But I like the Incredible Hulk here. First of all, the story is not as bad as people are saying. Like, if you rewatch that movie, it doesn't necessarily stand up mm-hmm. uh, over time. But at the same time, I love that it brings in this character and introduces him, even though it is somebody else. Um, you know, these things happen. We've had we've had uh, War Machine be recast. And so mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not a huge issue, right? Uh, but I think... There is so much, and this is a word we say on our show, potentiality. So much potentiality with the Hulk. And I like that they tried to bring him in at this point. Maybe it was too early. Uh, Maybe it was just a little bit uh, preemptive. But um, I think the things that the Hulk can bring, I think he can be the big bad or a a Thanos-level threat in the MCU at any particular point if he just gets too much gamma radiation. So just to represent for my thick boys, uh, uh, the Incredible Hulk at number five is my list. And I don't think anybody would put this movie anywhere near their top five. Listen, I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. Is there any part of you that kind of wishes Ed Norton was able to stick it out and be our Hulk? (sighs) I, yes, because my continuity brain would just like it to continue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But also having been, you know, like, Hollywood productions, they have these characters, and I'm not going to say the name, but you guys just talked about him uh, before we started this. There are people who are problematic, yeah. and if they're problematic, I would rather, you know, have them gone. Uh, so I think, about it, I think about it both ways. My comic book nerdy brain would like to have that continuity, yeah. but the production won't allow that. So I'm cool. As long as we get more green guy beating people up, I think it's cool. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I I'm think good. This is a great pick. I I think that a lot more people would agree with you now than would have agreed with you 10 years ago. Probably. Uh, well, although there was a lot less movies then. Yes. Yeah. But just in general, I think that this is aged better and I don't understand why we don't see Liv Tyler in 5,000 things these days. She is such a true star. And as a Mm -hmm. diehard Leftovers fan, which is a bizarre way to reference her, Mm -hmm. I I think that she has incredible depth and range that we have not even scratched the surface with. And she elevates everything she's in. So this movie is super solid. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a solid movie. Where, where is she right now? Is she in anything? Um. Okay, let me see. Okay, uh, she was in ten episodes of Nine One One Lone Star. Oh, okay, in 2020. sure. Cool. So she's she's getting that paycheck. Okay, and uh, she was in Ad Astra. Oh yeah, that movie's fine. In twenty nineteen, that movie had moments. She, she was, was on a show Harlots in twenty seventeen. Harlots. All right, all right. I think that was a Hulu show. I think that was so a Hulu show. Thank you for show. asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> so now that's now that's all the stuff you can look up. Okay, so for me, yeah. number five, and I kind of went. You know, obviously, there's a lot of options to sort through, and a lot of stuff on my list was stuff that that I could tell was going to be on other people's lists. So I kind of went with ones that I do think are some of the best Marvel movies, but I also thought that like aren't normally on stuff list. So my, I say all that to say my number five is one is one of the few movies like I was talking about before where a, tr- a, a true directorial voice kind of was or perspective was kind of able to peek through the Marvel formula. And I think the first time we really got that was with. Iron Man 3, which I think at the Ooh. time I had very mixed feelings on and there's still aspects of it that that um, I don't know. Like in on paper, I love the Mandarin reveal. The reveal itself is 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 fun and funny and adds later to the movie. But the problem is that the villain he's replaced with is like a thousand percent less interesting. Like, mm-hmm. like it's, yeah. it'd be like if, if in, in a uh, 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 dark night, it turned out Joker wasn't the bad guy. And it was like one of, it was like Maroney. And you're like, well, that's, <laughs> that's boring. I don't right. care about that. Um, but Shane Black um, uh, is, is kind of the person behind, uh, probably most of your favorite action movies. J- anybody out there listening? Uh, Die Hard, uh, Lethal Weapon. Uh, he wrote Sh- Last Action Hero, which I would argue is one of the best action films ever uh, put to celluloid. Um, 
he did punch up stuff on a bunch of scripts like like Predator. Um, uh, if I recall, that was the reason he was cast in that movie so he could do he could do rewrites on set without them having to like so, so they can circumvent like WGA rules. Anyway, point is, um, he and Robert Downey Jr. worked together in the past. Uh, they are gearing up to work together in the future on a movie called Parker, which I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. is wrong for, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Iron Man three, which is great. Um, we get some of the best War Machine stuff in this movie with mm-hmm. with um, uh, Tony. And uh, War Machine interacting, and we get some of the, the the idea, especially with your third movie. It's like, okay, what can we do with Iron Man at this point? We're coming out of Avengers. We're still trying to figure out the best way to navigate that interconnectivity, and so he's dealing with PTSD from that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, um, uh, but also we pull him out of the armor, and we right. show what makes Tony an appealing character outside of the armor and i think uh give or take again a lackluster final boss and the dayglow villains i don't know quite if they quite work uh but um just the interactions between tony and riley is that the kid's name i should have had this in front of me uh anyway <laughs> the uh, kid they, in the shed yeah the yeah. kid that shows up in Endgame mm-hmm. that confused everybody that kid um right. uh the interactions uh between them uh between tony and roadie and really is showing tony's ingenuity outside of the suit like the sequence where he's tied up and he calls the suit to himself and he's like fighting his way out as the suit pieces its way onto him Great Mm -hmm. stuff. Oh, and the airplane scene. I think the airplane sequence, the airplane save is one of the best action sequences in all of the MCU. Um, So upon revisiting, Roxy, you talked about this, like may have hit you one way earlier. You go back and revisit. You're like, oh, actually, especially with like the years later of stuff we've got, it's like, oh, this really Mm -hmm. stands out in a very positive way that it may not have post-Avengers. Yeah. And what I was looking for post-Avengers. So number five for me, Iron Man 3, Roxy. Wait, wait, wait. I want to expand on your Iron Man 3 really quick. Yes. Iron Man 3 also gave us the Marvel one-shots. Do you guys know about the Marvel one-shots? Yes. All Hail the King? Yep. All Hail the King. Roxy? Best Marvel one-shot ever created. What's the Marvel one-shot? Oh, Marvel one-shots is uh, a little short that came out. It's not even a post-credit scene. It's its own thing. So it... it, Like 10 uh, to 15 minutes. Yeah, 10 to 15 minutes long. Very short film. released on YouTube afterwards? I don't know. Uh, no, where I think they were released. with like Blu-ray. I think they were like physical releases. So like the yeah. Blu-ray releases, they're on Disney Plus now. But at the time, yes. you had to buy buy the Blu-ray or whatever to get them. Roxy, go on Disney Plus. T- check out the Marvel one shots, but first check out All Hail the King. That's the ve- that I think that's the best one they made so far. Yeah. What is and, that? It's, I feel like I've seen that before. So it, it tells the story of what happened to Trevor Slattery. Um, post Iron Man 3 he's in prison oh. and this was the first time we seeded the idea that there is a real Mandarin mm-hmm. um, which which I I was like man I hope they pay off and I didn't think they would and of course it did finally with Shang-Chi yeah, yeah it's um, really great. but it's more it's just more of, um, of, of Ben Kingsley as Trevor Slattery and we even get yeah. a cameo of uh, help me out Augustine why am I blanking uh, who are you trying to say the, the bad guy <laughs> Iron Man 2 played by the, the guy uh, Whiplash that, uh, yeah, no, um, no? Uh, uh, Hammer. Justin Hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin by... Hammer. Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Sam his name. Rockwell. Sam there Rockwell. Thank you, you Roxy, coming in for the save. We get a yes. cameo of Sam Rockwell. I'm horrible with names. They need to bring, they need to bring him back. That's another thing. And, and yeah. But the one-shots, that one was specifically to see the idea that there was a real Mandarin, but the other one-shots were right. basically like, I think one of them kind of basically set up the the Agent Carter show, and one of them mm-hmm. basically was a was a pitch for the agents. What became the Agents of Shield show, right? So it was their idea of like kind of like the test the waters or seed stuff, and then mm-hmm. I guess they realized they didn't need to do that or whatever because they stopped. I think yeah. they stopped after All Hail the King. They just stopped. They just stopped after that, and which really sucks because those were really cool. But yeah. you know, either way, yeah. I'm I'm happy we're, we're, that we got that one at least. Yeah. So Roxy, number four. Yeah. Uh, sorry, DJ. My number four pick is uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Why I, is that a sorry? You don't need to be sorry about that. I'm sorry because I know that you don't love like any of the 
Spider-Man movies post certain Spider-Man movies as much as pre certain Spider-Man but, movies. But and, but can I tell you, Tom Holland Spider-Man doesn't work for you the that, way that it does for other people. Can so. I tell you before you before you continue? That is very true of Homecoming and Far From Home. On my short list, No Way Home is up there because no especially way. On, yeah because on the it's not it's not in my top five, but it wasn't it wasn't oh, does it's not this on your short list? What, but it's on the like it's in the top. T- it was like could it be could it be it's in on there? Medium list. It's bro. on my medium list, but like it was it was gonna it. I, was something I considered, especially upon revisiting. There's element. The reason it didn't get up there is because there are elements, specifically in the, like the first half hour or so, that I don't think entirely work for me. But like mm-hmm. once the other spider people show up, it's like, well, I can't not love that. I can't not. Mm-hmm. Like I can't not. But anyway, you expound on why it's it's your number four. Yeah, I really just loved this movie, and I actually, as I was thinking about, wow, has this cracked my top five? Because. Of course, recency bias, you have to question yourself, yeah. like, how am I going to feel about this in a few years? I just, the way that being in this movie theater made me feel is pretty rare. So I know that it's up there for me because yeah. just the way that I felt watching this, I and I've been on record many times saying I've never disliked a Spider-Man movie ever. Yeah, uh, As you guys know, I love Amazing Spider-Man 2. So that means I love all the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. I, I just love the character of Spidey. And so to see this movie and have as many fist pump moments as I did, as many like, I can't believe they're doing this for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels yeah. like they handpicked everything for you. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't foresee a world in which in five years I'm like, that movie was not great. I just think this is always going to have a special place in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And especially on revisiting it for spider versity this is one of the few MC mo- MCU movies I own, which was also a good sign. Like, what are my top five? Well, did I bother to buy them? Then they right. probably, I probably like them a lot. Um, the, the fact it could have entirely coasted on nostalgia and the fact that it actually took the time to tell an emotional story about Tom Holland's Spider-Man that felt very true to the character. Um, that was part of it, obviously the fan service stuff, but like you said, like the, the, even the fan service stuff felt so specific to, to like, it felt it felt like it was too, for you. Like you were saying, like you felt like it was right. for you. I felt like it was for me. I right. imagine that was true for a lot of people. Um, yeah. So a very, very solid choice. I uh, was concerned that the fan service was going to make this movie bad only mm-hmm. because the, the nostalgia kick in movies recently has brought us some films that we probably don't need. What? Yeah, <laughs> I.e. G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. like all this other stuff, right? Like we didn't need any of these movies. So when I saw the people being brought in and the rumors coming out and I was like, is this movie going to be a thousand percent nostalgia and not about Mm Spider-Man and, you know, not about Tom Holland's journey as, you know, as being Spider-Man. And so the way that they the way that they treated everything, I think, was masterfully done. And us not knowing that it was a Spider-Man origin movie like Peter mm-hmm. Peter Parker, Tom Holland, Spider Man. It's his origin movie. It took three movies to get there, but is this origin movie? I think was brilliantly done. I cried. I mm-hmm. laughed. I agree with you, Roxy. Uh, so, what is your number four? My number four is a more recent entry into the franchise. My number four is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's my number four, too. Yeah. That's my number four, too. <laughs> nice. Yep. <laughs> Roxy. Roxy's not having it. Roxy's not having it. We're getting a two-for-one special. Okay, let okay, me, okay, okay. So what are your reasons? It doesn't you, deserve to be there. Let oh, me it's try so, to convince I literally you, just watched it last night. Go, Yeah, go yeah, for it. Go it's for it. so – okay. So – this movie, let's just ignore all the, all the any any comments that we've seen on the internet, and let's kind of try to just focus on the movie itself and what it presented. So those comments come from me. <laughs> I am those comments. So uh, I believe that bringing in somebody somebody like Raimi to a movie like this, first of all, presents a level of confidence in your franchise that you're just like, okay, cool. We have this character who. Doctor Strange 1, it was okay movie. It was okay movie. Agreed. Like It presented some cool things. Um, presented Stephen Strange. Didn't make me fall in love with Stephen Strange. Same. Uh, but this movie, letting somebody like Sam Raimi kind of go at it and present the MCU and break the MCU, 
visually, it's a visual language that's broken from like Civil War, Avengers 1, where everything looks kind of muted and yeah. all the VFX kind of look the same and the action beats are all kind of the same at that particular point. Um, not to say that no other movie did that in the past, but somebody as unique as Sam Raimi, who does those weird zoom-ins and like kind of shaky cam things. Uh, visually, I believe this movie presented a lot um if you are a fan of that kind of stuff. But yeah. even if you're not, it's treated kind of like a monster movie, yeah. which I absolutely loved as well. Goofy it's like, zombies. It's like three different types of monsters. Like it uses different, like yeah. there's moments where it references, it quotes like J-horror. And there's references yes. where it's like a classic slasher. A lot of different stuff in there. Right, right. And to me, what it signals more is that the MCU is moving in, into a direction in which... Like, they got the superhero stuff. They got this. Let's hear individual voices uh, and have people put their own style on projects moving forward. Because I feel like that's the only way that the MCU is going to progress into the future. Yeah. We can't have the same phase one, phase two look and feel of everything because that's just stale at this point. Uh, And as much as Kevin Feige, you know, made that, I like that he's willing to break away from that. So it's not necessarily that the movie was perfect or, you know, like everything that was presented was absolutely superb. There was still issues with it, obviously. Uh, But I like overall what it's trying to say in its place in the MCU uh, as like, we're going to be different at this point. And it didn't, obviously didn't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Obviously didn't work for everybody, but it's there and it's presented. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think on a filmmaking level, the 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 craft on display and it felt the fact that it felt like everybody everybody on the team came to every sequence of like um we just saw a movie where it felt like well how did this happen well it's here you know what i mean like the camera everything's in focus uh and you take a simple scene like the stuff that stands out to me that i i love like the fact that two doctor strains fight each other with music the mm-hmm. fact that um, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange possesses his own body and rides in to save the day on a cape of demons. That, yes. Yes, please. Right. <laughs> but the little thing that I think is, is that, that I could use as an example of the, the difference between this and other mo- movies in, in the MCU is there's the sequence where Wanda uh, dream walks into her other self. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you in another Marvel movie, it would just be she does it. The other Wanda opens up her eyes and she goes mm-hmm. on away. The way this movie does it is it opens on the other Wanda's window. It pans down. Wind comes in. There's leaves yes. from outside. There's already discord. Right. The leaves come in. The camera moves over to Wanda, pushes in. She's with her kids. Then she opens her eyes and yes. it milks that sequence for the maximum amount of drama. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, this is all we want. Like it's not <laughs> the, the themes I think really work. Like the, the yeah. journey of, of exploring like, are you happy? What would it take to make you happy? Mm-hmm. Very simple, not complex stuff. But that's the same thing. That's the same thing. Like the best Fast and Furious movies understand. Like this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it's the same same thing that uh, uh, Jurassic Park understands. Uh, Malcolm doesn't want kid. Uh, Malcolm doesn't want kid. Wait, that's no, not Malcolm. It's um uh, whatever. Um, uh, Sam Neill. Jeffrey Goldblum. Yeah, it's not uh-huh. Jeff Goldblum. It's Sam Neill. Oh, Sam, Sam Neill doesn't Sam want Neil. kids. Uh-huh. He gets stuck right. with these kids. He learns that hey, maybe I'm okay with kids. That's mm-hmm. it. And it's just it's just a vehicle. To to engage. What that, is his name? Not Doctor Ian Malcolm. What is? Yeah. What is Samuel's name? We're, we're off the me... we're off the rails with the names on this episode. It's okay. <laughs> we're, at least we're all in the same boat, I guess. But and and here's the only thing I will say to try maybe maybe get you a little bit more on board, Roxy. But your obviously your opinion is is completely valid. Alan Watch, Grant. Alan Grant. Oh thank my you. God, what's wrong with me? We just yeah, saw a movie okay. with him it's in okay. it. Um, it's okay. I had to Google it. So the oh emotional the the hard. emotional heavy lifting of Multiverse of Madness is entirely shouldered by Wanda, and mm-hmm. she does uh, uh, such. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen does such incredible work watching it again. The first time I saw it, it, you know, because it feels like she's playing a different Wanda like every time, but just within the context of this movie and what she's going through, the emotional heavy lifting she's able to do, because that's the other thing. This movie also gives us, I would argue, one of the best villains in the MCU. And and it is Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda. And it, and I do think there's room to bring bring back a Wanda that is not... 
I watching it again. I'm like, oh, this is so we get this wand off the table and we can introduce a Wanda that's more connected to Magneto. This is, you know what I mean? Like that's what we're doing here. Yeah. So I know Roxy. I know Wanda's your favorite, and I know you might not like the <laughs> direction they took her in, but Elizabeth Olsen does really, really good work in the movie. She does really, mm. really good work. She's great in everything she's in. Like yeah. here's this is a bottom three movie for me of Marvel. <laughs> Um, but it, I did like it better than I liked the first Doctor Strange, which yeah. is a bottom two movie mm-hmm. for me of Marvel. Um, and I, I think it. I will give it this. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and other than that, I cannot stand it. Mm-hmm. I think they really – they did with Wanda. I thought it was atrocious. I think that the story was so weak and lame. And um, I think that they're – that they put themselves in a place where it was completely un- unearned while also retreading exact what we had seen. So I just, this was brutal for, this one was brutal. I, I know, I know what you're saying, Roxy, and I have it on very good authority that the movie suffered a lot in, um, in the editing process. So mm-hmm. I, I, I know that there was a lot of characters and a lot of character development that was chopped up, cho- chopped to shreds uh, that a lot of people who worked on the movie were uh, heartbroken about. Mm-hmm. There was stuff that was brought in that we never even saw. And mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of what you're, you're sensing a little bit is that the movie was not presented in its original form. And um, yeah, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of people talking behind the stage about it. it's not what they originally wanted Wanda or this movie to be. So it's well, what also doesn't help this movie for me is that Doctor Strange is my least favorite character. Yeah. So I was screwed from the start. And, and Wanda is your most favorite. But I will say, yes. I right, will say, right. I think that it's less for me. It's less that this movie did Wanda dirty and more that WandaVision did Wanda dirty because it's like this is kind of the oh. only. This is the only avenue out of WandaVision. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's the anyway, anyway. <laughs> Roxy, number yeah. three, we're on number three for you, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder I wonder how people feel about this. As we were getting prepared for this, I was looking at a bunch of big websites, top lists. Mm-hmm. And for some people, this movie is their number one. Ooh. And for a lot of people, this movie is their 12 or 13. So yeah. uh, it, it seems to be, it, this one's based on taste. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, okay, okay. I... I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I don't care that the world thinks that Chris Pratt is the worst Chris. I think that this movie slaps. And I also credit this movie for a big shift in superhero content. Yeah, I think that this is the reason why we got a lot of team-up goofiness. This is why we were able to go over to DC and see the Suicide Squad. I yeah. think that this movie really... It did an incredible job of being a, a still great story while also inserting a lot of humor, having a badass soundtrack, which matters a lot to me, yeah. uh, and being a really fun ride. And at the end of the day, we had had a lot of superhero movies leaving, leading up to this that pulled on my heartstrings were so just were so deep. But sometimes you want your superheroes in the form of of this mm-hmm. we kick butt we're weird we got aliens and shit like it just this is what i was looking for and it came yeah. at the perfect time and i and to me completely holds up i love guardians i 100 yeah. agree with you roxy and to touch on your heartfelt moments um i think i think james gunn did a really good job of making us care specifically for groot and rocket Mm-hmm. And the moments I'm talking about are when you see Rocket with his vest off and he's got the things on his back. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he's been in an experiment. So you get to see, like, the the trauma, a, a little bit of the trauma that this character has been through to make him who he is and why he's such an asshole to everybody else, right? Because yeah. he's been through stuff that we will probably never see, but he still has scars left. And those little touching moments... Are, are I think what really makes the movie work. And then the I am Groot moment at the end where Groot, you know, saves everybody with the, with the ball. Like, it's glowing and magical mm-hmm. and it just works a thousand percent. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, I, I agree. The, the, this was a big shift because of the soundtrack. 
the normally we wouldn't have you know pop mm-hmm. music and stuff like this and the pop music 1000% works yeah. and it makes the movie such an enjoyable ride it lets you know that you can kind of put your guard down a little bit and just enjoy the goofiness because they're connecting with you on so many different levels uh yeah the movie was just visually emotionally everything i think it's a good it's a good solid number 3 and the best part or maybe one of my favorite parts was because these characters were so much less known, mm-hmm. the debates online afterwards were mm-hmm. not so cruel. Mm-hmm. It right. wasn't things like, you destroyed my Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was <laughs> yeah. just nice to have people yeah. be introduced to characters or people who knew these characters be like, Gig, I, it's not like you were going to mess up my childhood if you right. had a little bit of a different spin on this. So yeah. it was a it was a nice break from social media terror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Augustine, number three, three, wait, three? Yeah, yeah we're three. on number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah cool. we're on number, th- number three, number three. Uh, number three is when we already talked about Spider-Man No Way Home. Hell yeah. Uh, but uh, is that yours too? No, no, it is not <laughs> okay. on my top five. No, it is not on my top five. It's not on okay. my top five. It's other short list. It's another short list. It was my but... short list. I was, whatever, yes. <laughs> Just to expand on, on what Roxy said, this movie, I think, is a powerhouse of acting. I think Tom Holland brings so much heat in, with his acting chops, and it actually, I don't like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I never connected with him as a kid. Get out of his house. No, I'm <laughs> I know, <laughs> right, exactly. It's a controversial topic, yeah. right? I don't like him. I was kind of wishy-washy on Andrew Garfield, but this movie made those movies better. This movie made me want to go back and watch those movies and appreciate them for, like, maybe, you know, they were in a different era in their life, and then they came to this point where I could actually appreciate them as Spider-Man. Uh, and they did a really good job of not making it a nostalgia fest and uh, making Aunt May his, you know, Uncle Ben. And I thought all that stuff, I didn't see it coming and it hit just the right time. Uh, and I think the, the movie, I can constantly rewatch it and still get those same emotions of that I got the first time because I think they were done so well. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Number three is one that I think will show up on a lot of people's lists, but I had to put it on mine as Winter Soldier, of course, because this was, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. this was the first, maybe not the first, because Avengers, I really, I still really like um, uh, the first Avengers movie. Uh, I still think that really works, but this was like, I guess this is the first time where it felt like maybe a break from formula. I feel like this movie came out, did this movie come out the same year as Guardians? Um, I feel like they were in within spitting distance of each other, and and it was the first time we really felt like they were experimenting with like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe we can bend the rules a little bit. Um, but but for all the reasons everybody else has already uh, uh, mentioned, people will call Winter Soldier a spy thriller. I think that's a bit generous. It's a superhero movie, but it mm-hmm. uses the trappings of a spy thriller yes. and the tone of a spy thriller to to change up the formula. This was the first they were time both twenty fourteen. Yeah, so this is the first time I really felt like. Um, you know, Chris Evans is good in all the movies, but this was the first time of like, oh, he's Cap. Like he has the he had yes. the authority now to be like, oh, this is Captain yes. America. Um, I love the way Winter Soldier's utilized in this. For most of the movie, he's basically Terminator, and to the point where when he shows up, you know, shit's shit's gotten real. The second yes. Winter Soldier shows up, you're like, oh shit. He um, was scary. Yes. Yeah, he's scary. It's great. Yeah. Um, it's really well paced. I do think the third act is a little bloated, but uh, that's just a problem with a lot of MCU. That's just the thing mm-hmm. that they deal with. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I think this might be the most effectively produced Marvel movie. It's just really, it just really works, which is why a lot of people credit it as their favorite. So I'm not mm-hmm, like reinventing mm-hmm. the wheel here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Roxy. This one was uh, just tipped off of my list. I think it sits, See, at, it sits at number So six. it's on your mid list is what you're trying to say. List, yeah. But I, I very specifically didn't call my short list. The short yeah. list. That's what, mm-hmm. 
I feel like I use that term correctly. That's another debate for another day. I don't even know how to yeah. use it. I just yeah. say it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Roxy, we're on your number two. two. Yeah. Two. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Thanks. All right. My one and two is where I really start apologizing to DJ. My, my number two, uh, as many people's number two is infinity war. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, the way that the theater left Infinity War in shambles, mm-hmm. like the way that we left, like, what is going to happen mm-hmm, mm-hmm, here? Mm-hmm. I've never felt that in a movie ever in my entire life, um, before or since. And for a movie to make you feel something that you have never felt leaving a movie is such a, a huge accomplishment, even though... I very well knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Even though I knew, right. in fact, exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was something about the way that they did it that just shook the world. Yeah. It, and I think that that is a massive accomplishment. I'm a big fan of tapping into all parts of my emotions and brain. And this did something new for me in a way that uh, I, I won't forget anytime soon. I do think that, of course, its rewatchability is not as high as some mm-hmm. other movies yeah. because of where it fits in everything now. But just for that first time viewing alone mm-hmm. uh, and that wow factor, it's my number two. Yeah, yeah. Infinity War, what Roxy's referencing is Infinity War didn't hit me the way it hit other people. I think mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. an issue with, because I also didn't love Dune Part 1, even though it's an, an incredibly well-made movie. I just like, well, just tell you. Don't do this. Like, don't just tell your story. I guess maybe that's where my brain is. I don't know. Right, right, but right. Because it didn't finish there. It yeah. wasn't the whole movie. But also, yeah. it reminded I, me I of think, a TV show finale, yeah, which you know yeah. I'm the TV girl. Mm-hmm. And I also think I would argue Infinity War did a better. Infinity War is a more complete idea than Dune is. Um, but but <laughs> but I can also point to well, Endgame did the things I wanted Infinity War. Yeah. To do. Endgame's the yeah. movie I wanted, and I just had to wait yeah. through Infinity War to get to Endgame. I mean, it's um, all one big thing. It's all like, one really. Big thing. There is one big movie. So well, yeah. and you need the and truthfully, you do need the Infinity war to get right. to end game like yeah. to make some of the cathartic moments in that work mm-hmm. but it's like i want it and end game was another movie that didn't quite make it onto my list but i do think mm-hmm. is a great example of things that the mcu does better than anybody else mm-hmm. um unless you have thoughts on infinity war and you're number two <laughs> no i think you guys said yeah. it correctly yeah. uh another earth shattering a more gentle earth shattering movie mm-hmm. i think that uh people uh, I have not credited as much, but it, for me, my number two list is Iron Man 1. Because without yeah, Iron yeah. Man 1, we don't have Infinity War. Yeah. And we don't have Endgame. Uh, I think the courage to bring an actor like Robert Downey Jr. and bring a director like Jon Favreau, who had not you know, proven himself as much as he has proven now, yeah. I think was a super-duper bold move. Uh, and it hit at the perfect time. It hit, you know, just like, it hit everything that it needed to hit. We got our first uh, kind of post-credit with Nick Fury coming in and like suggesting there's going to be a team of superheroes. Uh, just that, that, and also being younger too, like being a kid or not necessarily a kid, but like teenager kid, growing into this kind of stuff. You saw once again the potentiality of what this universe could be, and it's the first time I was like, "Are my kid dreams going to come alive? <laughs> Are all these things that I've been spending decades watching and learning and, and obsessing over?" Am I going to see them on the big screen? And I think Iron Man 1 promised things. And uh, so far, they've delivered mostly on on everything they've done. So Iron Man 1 for me is my number two pick. I'm yeah. so with you. This yeah. movie slaps. Yeah, still and, good. And when you go back and rewatch it, it like makes you warm and fuzzy, even mm-hmm. not at the one fuzzy parts like i can't believe what you did here iron yeah, man mm-hmm. right 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 so exactly cool. yep. it is interesting that came out the same year as dark knight and it is interesting about how exactly like, what one of the i would argue one is better than the other but one of them you can build a universe off of and the other mm-hmm. one is very much like a this it's, is what it is <laughs> it's siloed in its yeah, own thing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and and just different and just hitting different things yeah it's in in, in iron man one still holds up and still very impressive especially just yeah. for what it was able to um, accomplish so for mm-hmm. me we're on number two right mm-hmm. for me I think this is the um, probably the uh, emotionally the strongest of the MCU movies I, I do think there's there's elements of it that specifically maybe some of the CGI that could improve but I think the story it's trying to tell the way it is executed I think it is the most emotionally cohesive Marvel movie 
Um, one of the most rewarding, and also to my point earlier, one of the ones I own, and it's Black Panther. It's Black I Panther. I knew you were going to yeah. say that. DJ. It's Black Panther. I love Black yeah. Panther. I cry yeah. every time I watch Black Panther. Yeah. And it's another yeah. example of like, um, I think to make a truly excellent superhero movie, you need a good villain. And Killmonger is an all timer. Like Killmonger is Absolutely. such um, uh, is such an incredible. It's kind of one of the reasons why I'm like, I think you can take a if when you bring in the X Men, you can like pause on magneto because mm-hmm. killmonger mm-hmm. did it but be- he, he did, did it better it. Yeah. than any of the other x-men movies did right. like he did it you know what i mean yep. um but uh yeah just so but but not just that obviously it's, it's easy to put the attention to that every element um of the movie i think really works and the arc that they put t'challa through and his growth of as a character and kind of dealing with the question of how what what responsibility uh, 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 an imaginary country like Wakanda has. I just think mm-hmm. it works. It just it just yeah. works on pretty much every level. Um, yeah. And it's 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 obviously a tragedy what happened to Chadwick Boseman. And I'll be interested to see what they what they're able to accomplish with uh, with two. I would like to see T'Challa's story continue. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But but yeah, that's my number two. I have a thousand percent faith in Ryan Coogler. Yes, uh, I think Ryan Coogler is an absolute genius filmmaker and storyteller, and I think he's going to do a good job yeah. because he was so close to Chadwick Boseman yeah. and everybody else who is part of that. So, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping for the best for this next movie, and yeah, 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 and Black Panther is like just so effing good. Yeah, uh, and I'm glad that you talked so much about Wakanda because I think mm-hmm. one of the strongest parts of the whole movie is bringing to the screen Wakanda mm-hmm. one of like the most magical places that we've had in any mm-hmm. movie yes. in Marvel or otherwise. So, well, and right. you think about like we've had four Thor movies and I still don't quite understand how Asgard, Asgard works. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like in yeah. one movie it's like, oh, this is Wakanda. This is, this is its culture. This is yes. its ecosystem. Like, okay, I get people. it. I mean, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And certainly um, no spoilers on anything in four, but I don't feel any more confident about how Asgard works. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 and it's on Earth know. now. It's on Earth now. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, um, okay. Roxy, number, number one. one, top of the top. I My entire life, my two favorite Olympic sports were figure skating and gymnastics uh-huh. um, because I am like truly obsessed with sticking the landing. Mm-hmm. I think there's nothing better than when you're hoping for something and then you can watch that accomplished. So my number one is, of course, Endgame. I, I, cannot, choice. <laughs> I can't believe that they stuck the landing on this. Yeah. The fact that they were like, come yeah. along with us for this over a decade long journey but we promise you at the end of it, you won't feel like we really fucked you over. Mm-hmm. As a TV fan, I have been through a lot of decade-long journeys yep. that really bother me at the end. Some of the, even my favorite things end in a way that make me want to rip my hair out. I'm looking at you, Dexter. I'm looking at you, How I Met Your Mother. I'm looking at you, Lost. Mm-hmm. So the way that Marvel just cradled me and said, <laughs> yeah. with us, and then after Endgame, the fact that I didn't, feel i didn't feel betrayed yeah was just such an accomplishment in itself Mm -hmm. um also it's got all the dopest characters uh it is such an incredible culmination we've never seen that done before in movie history Mm -hmm. ever and um, I'm a huge Endgame supporter yeah it's the only movie that literally made me scream out loud when when cap picked up the hammer i have never screamed out loud mm-hmm. i'm generally quiet in movies and i'll sit there and be like okay cool i really like it. even yeah. the super funny parts i won't generally laugh but when he picked up that damn hammer yeah. i literally got up and screamed because it was such a good moment yep. it was such a good payoff 100 you're, you're right roxy 10 year 10 years plus of payoff 100% worked and yeah that's a very justified number one spot yeah and also like again as all of us as all of us are are, are part of the same ecosystem people that are, grew up reading comics and everything that seeing the idea of like the uh, crossover pl- splash page of literally everybody mm-hmm in the quote unquote the same room, it's like I can't I fucking can't yeah. believe we did. Okay, and that was I think that was part of like with Infinity War, it's like, well, we never got everybody together. And it's like, well, yeah, endgame. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I just wanted endgame is what I wanted. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. I have chills hearing you guys talk about endgame. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about endgame. When people mention it, I'm like, 
I can't believe we did that. Yeah, and also right. emotionally intelligent. I think it works on a, on an entire beyond the fan service stuff. It works on mm-hmm. an emotional level. It was smart that like of the people that got dusted, it wasn't the core original Avengers team. This right. is their swan song. I just think it. Yeah, yeah. it just works. Yep, a hundred percent. All right, number so my one. number one movie, and this is incredibly biased because uh, I got to work on this movie. I'm a huge nerd. Uh, my name's in the credits, but it's Avengers 1. Uh, and when I got, when I realized that I was going to be working on this, um, my little kid self cried, first of all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because I didn't realize that, you know, I, I didn't realize that I would be at a point in my life where I could work on this one. Uh, this movie was the first time we saw this team up work. Uh, the first time we realized that uh, a big superhero mashup like this could absolutely work. Yeah. I absolutely hate Cap's costume in this movie. <laughs> Can't stand it. It looks like pajamas. I think it's. I think the but the helmet is the. If we gotten the helmet right, I think the rest of it would have been less egregious. Uh, it still looks a little bit like pajamas, yeah. even with it a different. Us, even it like wasn't until like Civil War that we kind of ironed out. Like this is how Cap's costume works. Right. Right. Exactly. And it does have issues, but at the same time, it's it. Uh, to me, it brings a sense of. And at the time, also, it brought a sense that this universe will work. Like, yeah. the, the team-ups will work. These characters are fleshed out enough to where we know where they are now, and we know what they're doing now, but we know where they will be in five years as well. Because in order to have a team-up like this, you kind of have to have that plan uh, brought out. And I feel like this is the movie, even though Iron Man 1 kind of hinted towards the Avengers, this is where the Avengers came together. Yeah. But we realized that it was going to be more, and we realized... Uh, that 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 there was so much more to tell here, and that we got this, but it was gonna this ride was gonna keep going. So Avengers one for me is my number one spot, um, and forever will be. I don't know if that one will ever change. My other my other four will probably change at one point mm-hmm. or another, but this one will probably stay there. It's super fair. I, I I think it's not as biased as you think it is. I think that it depends on how you look at things, and it does seem like a lot of it. For some people, there is a nostalgia lens, mm-hmm. and the yeah. nostalgia lens on Avengers is like on the on the, uh, the first Avengers movie is like, oh my god! If you mm. have been a comic book fan your whole life, if you've been like a, a nerdy nerd, mm-hmm. to see that is like, look at the age of cinema we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's an exciting time. Well, yeah. and like you were saying, Roxy, about sticking the landing, that was the first time. That was the first time. Yeah. That, like, hey, yeah. can, because that before Endgame, that was the Endgame. Like, can they make Avengers work? Right. Exactly. And it worked. It yeah, worked. It worked. I, I, uh, mm-hmm. That was another one that w- was on my list, and also I think uh, my favorite. Go on and circle back. List? The 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 mid list, whatever it is, the list. The mid list make or the, the short list. list. The mid, the, the, or the top the, five list. Listen, it's in the top ten. All right, it didn't make the top five, <laughs> but it's in the top ten. But that moment where Hulk uh, punches the giant. Yeah. Uh, the Leviathan and he's 100%. like I'm always it's angry so good. best Hulk yeah. moment we've ever gotten in any of these movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't lived up to it since um, okay for me uh, it, we're actually circling back to uh, Roxy's number five for me this is actually I think as much as I love Endgame as much as I love Avengers this is the culmination of what I think the MCU does better than any other um, cinema brand and that is Civil War okay? because I think mm-hmm. Civil War has the emotional stakes of seeing these people it circumvents although I do think Baron Zemo is a good villain and I think he's effective in this movie it does circumvent Marvel's villain problem mm-hmm. by just having the heroes fight it just our heroes right. are our bread and butter let's just have them go toe to toe it mm-hmm. is better than the comic it is based on mm-hmm. um i think there's arguments to be i think i am at the point now roxy where i am with you that i think uh tony is actually right because he's arguing for accountability and i think we need more of that uh from mm-hmm. our leaders yeah. uh but but i do think you kind of understand um I, I, where cap's coming from i'm not sure it's entirely airtight but that doesn't matter and also yeah, also yeah, also totally. Uh, not only the the fact that it organically introduced Black Panther and Spider-Man in ways that absolutely work, but also the fact that it understood. And I actually think, going back to Multiverse of Madness, I think Multiverse of Madness understood this too. The big battle, mostly, it doesn't matter. We don't care. And I love the fact right. that it's set up like, uh-oh, these other super soldiers are going to get out and it'll be a world-ending crisis. And the fact that it understood like, no... That's not what this movie is. Right, it's going right. to come back down to Tony and Cap beating the mm-hmm. shit out of each other because that's where the emotional stakes are. Mm-hmm. And I think right. it did that really well. And then just tying in Winter Soldier is the one just uh, – this is nitpicky nerdy shit. But tying in Winter Soldier is the one that killed Tony's parents. Super mm-hmm. smart and effective and a great mm-hmm. use of so continuity. Yep. Um, yeah, I just think – so, so great. I, I, 
Avengers, Endgame, Civil War. These are the culmination movies I'm talking about. And the fact yeah. that they nail these, mm-hmm. that, like a pretty, give or take an Ultron, like on a pretty regular basis, <laughs> is why we keep coming back. For all the right. little like, oh, maybe Ant-Man 2 didn't work or Thor 2 didn't work or whatever. When, it, when they come together, yeah. it's, so, um, it, it's so cathartic. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that you'll sit through maybe uh, two or three Thor movies that you don't like uh, because because it'll pay off in a cool way, right? Um, so those are our top fives. Uh, I read some of your all's top fives. Let us know, tweet us, whatever. Speaking of which, Augustine, where can they find you? Oh my goodness, you can find me at YouTube on YouTube. Uh, Heroes Reforged. Uh, we're reacting to everything from uh, Miss Marvel. We just finished up. Um, what was the one before that? Uh, uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, we just finished yeah. up Obi Wan. I know you guys. Uh, are doing, our, I was talking to Adam yesterday. Y'all are doing going back and doing the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so on, on Patreon, we got the Patreon exclusive, The Boys, happening there. We're also going to be doing a Patreon exclusive watch of RRR. We've been getting yes. so yes, yes, many yes. questions to it's watch so that. It's so good. It right. is the best movie that. of the year. Go yeah. watch it. <laughs> so we got to go watch that one. We're going to do a lot of stuff there, given that there's going to be a little bit of a break, but... We're going to be doing She-Hulk. We're going to be doing all the crazy stuff coming up. So head on over there, subscribe. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys for having me. This was a blast, a blasty blast. Thank you for being on. Roxy, yeah. uh, what should the kids be checking out? Just follow me at Roxy Stryer. I'll keep you posted on everything there. Do it. Right on, uh, you can right follow on. me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find this show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Yank out the vowels from stupid. And please, I cannot stress this enough. When this goes up, we'll have like a week left of the campaign. Do yourself a favor. Do me a favor. Go to hellbentcomicbook.com. Support any comics. Support a diverse team of creators. And read a comic you're going to love. So check that out. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.